The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Tyson. This is John. This is Rebecca. This is Nick. This is still Tom. This is Lucas. And you're listening to the Big Shiny Robot Podcast. cry <laughs> next to a pool of water it's like what's that uh, rain when doves cry when john's cry let's just workshop this song for the next all right time. yeah we got some time let's, let's, make sure right. we got, let's make sure we got this all right so let's all sing the song but one word at a time okay, okay yeah. when john's cry I don't. I don't see. They. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I what was the last word you did? They. Spurt. Just. <laughs> I don't. This is off the rails. John, what makes you cry? That's zip. First zip. off, <laughs> <laughs> that's not that in- I, inaccurate. Yeah, I had a feeling that was because when I'm sad, there's an easy way to turn it around. Yeah, release some endorphins. <laughs> yep. Also, are y'all watching Doom Patrol? Oh, I, I'm like. Behind the last episode, Speaking of turning I watched like, around. What's the, it's great. It's, it's so good. Crazy. The, what's the guy? He flex mental, flexes a muscle wrong and makes everyone come. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's what? weird. Okay. <laughs> so, but Brendan Fraser's a robot, so he just pretends to come so he can fit in with everybody else. <laughs> and and they're like, "Did you pretend to have an orgasm?" Oh, it's so weird. Anyways. I feel like it's Brendan Fraser just acting out his real life. Continue. I haven't cried in like five years. That's how people die. Doesn't matter. I hear you. People die. It's part of life. But uh, the Dracula's Lament, Jason Siegel's song in <laughs> Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh my God. Holy shit. <laughs> I can ball my eyes out. Anytime I hear that, <laughs> I cry. It's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Oh, season finale of What We Do in the Shadows, by the way. Not there yet. Star studded. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Is Brit? No. Brit show up? No. Mm. All kinds of other vampires do, though. Mm. Murray? Have you watched werewolf? that show that I told you to watch yet? Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think? What show? Well, I watched... Uh, a, a, a gentle, or what is it? It's a gentleman's... The Gentleman's Guide to Knife Fighting or something like that. Yeah. I watched... So I haven't watched the show. I've watched sketches of it okay. on YouTube. Have you watched the pregnancy one? Like where the guy or the couple is in the parents' home to tell her parents that they're that she's pregnant. Uh-uh. So it's this it's this married couple and they're sitting down like we got some big news and like we're pregnant and like the parents like all of a sudden just get like this stone cold straight face like and like they just kind of like look at each other and the dad he's on the couch and he like leans forward he's like what the fuck are you doing and they're they're both like what he's like you're telling me you come into my fucking house. You look me square in the eye and you brag to me about fucking my daughter. <laughs> it's like it's like five minutes. Of, it's like five minutes of, of that. And then he's like, well, I mean, weren't you guys excited when you were when you were pregnant with like whatever his wife's name is? And he's like, oh, so now we're going to talk about me and my wife fucking. <laughs> it is. It's great. It's it's an Australian sketch comedy show. I've, I've been saying that for years. Oh, I'm probably man. gonna write a letter to those people stealing my bit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's great. So that's what I say anytime one of my friends is like, "Oh, we're pregnant." I'm like, "Way to come in your wife." Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, humble brag. Yeah, 
<laughs> but I so I've got a great segue. So that show, The Gentleman's Guide to Night Fighting or whatever, uh-huh. has a sketch that I watched on YouTube and it's this family on an airplane and this it's like the son's birthday and he wants to see the cockpit and the yeah. flight attendant oh, yeah. and the flight attendant is like, Well, now's not like a great time and they're like, Please, it's his birthday and she's like, All right, champ, come on. And so they go into the cockpit and these two terrorists have taken over the cockpit and she's like, Hi, he just wanted to see the cockpit and see how everything works. And so they uh take him under their wing. Take him under their wing and like make essentially make him like crash into a building. No, and... but no, but it's like the nine eleven plane. Yeah. Like they reference like and this is 2016 yeah and so it is <laughs> yeah. not like a very tasteful sketch no, no no and there and there are several sketches that like as i was watching because i recommended it to you after like the first episode <laughs> and there are some like sketches in there that i'm like eh, kind of problematic but also like it's fucked up and I, it's kind of funny but it's definitely there's some things where i was like oh shit not great yeah. Yeah. So, but Not their get process. over it. It happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's but one. like, I also it's was like, that's, anyway. it's from the lens, it's from the, the perspective of another country. country. Yep. So, it's kind of interesting to see, like, they feel like they can joke about it. Whereas, like, if someone here in the US were to make a sketch just like that, they would be burned alive. Also, that's a culmination of two prior sketches. Oh, is it? Yes. Mm. All taking place in that same plane. So. Any, the anyway. same plane universe. Uh, plane universe. Plane, plane universe, yeah. But so I wanted to take some time to talk about. Plane been, of existence. Boom. Nailed it. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of early 2000s teen sex comedies and they don't age well. Name a couple. Like one of you watched. Yeah. Really. Uh, the new guy. Oh damn! Okay, uh, Eliza Dushku. Sex Drive. Oh okay. Uh, not another teen movie. Okay, well, great yeah. one. Yeah, so Chris it Evans. does hold up, doesn't it? It kind of does. Yeah, because yeah. it's a satire <laughs> on it all, right? Yeah. It kind of does hold up. I don't know why those hold up. Scary movies also seem to hold up for me. It's because well. they like hit on like the stereotypes, yeah. and stereotypes are timeless, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, just like racism. But like watching the new guy now in the year of our Lord 2019. Not great. So, so what are some? Uh, uh, this is not me saying prove it, but like, what are some of the things that like stand out that were like super problematic? Now? A lot of a lot of uh, homophobia. Like, does that make me gay? Oh my god, is that gay? Like, does yeah. that make me gay? There's there's a lot of that in like nineties two thousands. Yeah. Uh, just a lot of lot of male gaze oriented at the boobies. Uh. Because we're all about butts now. In the year of our Lord, 2019. <laughs> yeah. um, Which is why they call me old-fashioned. <laughs> yeah, in in The New Guy, there's a whole montage of Eliza Dushku trying on different swimsuits and oh, dancing. Right. And you just wouldn't do that now. I don't know that that actually happened then. Except for in movies, just let sure. it happen. No, but I think that's what, she, I think that's what she's saying. I, just, oh, like, I don't, I don't think you'd find. I don't think you would do that in a movie now. To find Truth. However, I will argue though that you say that a lot of this stuff wouldn't fly now. There is that movie coming out uh, called. Uh, it's like a, a play on a black woman's name, where it's that white dude. Oh my god! <laughs> like what is it, like Laquisha or something? Look, yeah, look, yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's. Like, have you guys seen this? No. It's, so it's a legitimate you heard about trailer. This? You seen this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, hey, have you guys heard about this? All right. All right. So basically, so- <laughs> this white guy gets a job as a radio DJ, but he's masquerading as a black woman. Mm. So it's a white man in a 
radio mm. sound booth, like doing the most stereotypical black woman uh, uh, impersonation. Impersonation, mm-hmm. and like it becomes like uber popular. It just everything about it is somebody wrote this. And somebody, somebody took gave them the money. Time. Yeah, someone for sure wrote it. Their last name is probably Wayne's. No. No. No, no? it's no, because the guy that stars in it is the writer. And like oh, he's boy. out there, like uh his life's about to get what was hard. Patton, Patton <laughs> Oswalt tweeted out the link to the trailer and just put what the fuck is this? Well, and the movie, like the official movie Twitter was like, We'd who love is, to have a conversation. Yeah, who was run by that guy? Like, because <laughs> it's just like a small little thing. And he's like I would love for you to come to a screening and then we can we could uh, do a Q&A after the screening like and have a conversation about it. It's like, hold up. No. You as the white guy that makes this whole thing problematic are going to have some sort of conversation that makes all of this OK I don't, maybe with it's, another white guy. Maybe it's tastefully done. Maybe no. it brings up <laughs> no. a bunch of. No, <laughs> no it doesn't. No, you know, no. Like I watched gotta, the trailer and my sides. jaw, like at the end of it, I had to pick my jaw off the floor. <laughs> And I was like, this well, is... Well, I mean, there's two sides. There's two sides to every yeah, story. There is. And, and generally one's wrong. It's, it's going <laughs> to gonna start a dialogue. I think it's going to heal racism in America. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So but... so, but like what? So I just want to know, like, what are some things that you would love to revisit that maybe uh, don't hold up? That are a little, like, problematic? Mrs. Doubtfire. Explain. I mean... Mr. Mom. Just kidding. Yeah. It's mildly I don't know if it's I don't know if it's transphobic really because but like people are just like very like hard on the idea of cross dressing in the movie. But really like motherfucker does not respect this woman's boundaries is basically like the plot summary of the movie. Yeah, I would right. say I'd say there's less like well, you've seen uh, that recut where it's a horror movie that someone did. Yeah, I've right? seen that. I have not. Yeah, oh dude. It's fucking magic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like he throws a party, that. brings in a horse, even though the wife explicitly said, right. hey, maybe don't bring in a fucking horse. Right. Maybe stay like, away from our kids. You're not welcome here. Like, uh, oh, I'm just going to dress up as someone yeah. else and show up. Like The 90s and early 2000s are wrought with movies of white men without boundaries that then get rewarded for it. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Like you lots know, of chads getting what they shouldn't get. <laughs> like chads out there just raking in fucking metals. Or fucking mm. Dylans. Oh, Dylans and chads. That's Tons just, of Stacys. But yeah, that, that's like a trope that you see like all the time. It's like those family comedies. The dad somehow becomes estranged because he's a fuck up. And then instead of just like, you know, maybe getting some therapy making amends in the appropriate way. It's like, I have got this outlandish plan that is going to invade all of your personal space and boundaries and go against everything that you, like, it's going to validate everything you explicitly hate about me, but my heart's in the right place and, so and I'll be gonna, rewarded yeah. for it so at you're the gonna end forgive and me get for my it. family back and everything's going to be great. Was right? that the societal change of, like, we used to have... Like everyone wanted their father who wasn't there. And now people are like, oh, I'm strong enough to do this without a father. Well, I, I think there's that. But the, I think there's also just I think um, I, I think even as early as the 90s, the idea of what a good father is has changed. Because I think back then, like a good father is you bring home money and you support your family and you play catch with your son every once in a while. Like that was that was kind of it. Right. And now I think there's a turn where uh it's as weird as it sounds like where there might've been some shame in that before that 
being an involved father and it's not just about being the breadwinner because for one thing that's like fucking impossible like in this economy <laughs> but uh, is but being in like way more involved in like your kid's life and being emotionally available as a, as opposed to being that stoic i bring home the money and that's my that's my role has changed so right. i think i think that's kind of the cultural shift which is thing. which is super interesting because i feel like we see a lot of media talking about how like that was the way of like the 1950s and everybody always kind of pushes it off like, oh, you know, like like Mad Men, right? Like everybody talks about like Mad Men as like the iconic and now look how like futuristic and how forward thinking and progressive we are. But I would I would argue that like it was it, it was until like 2000s that media started portraying like and then but even like culturally, shit. it's still prevalent. today. Yeah, absolutely. It so, is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do the 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 teen sex comedies from that era. They are very liberal with uh, the uh, with fag. Yeah, <laughs> like, they use that word. They just ton. yeah, they just throw that yeah. out there. Like that is uh, they give zero shits about that. Yeah, yeah. Like so, in Sex Drive, James Marsden is in. Have you seen? Yeah, that's oh, yeah, God, it's so drive, good. Yeah. But James Marsden is in it as like the aggressive older brother who's like, yep. get out of bed, faggot. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, ha ha. Ha <laughs> uh, uh, no. Well, and then he ends up being gay, right? Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert, 30 years ago. <laughs> which is yeah. which is something that also happened, I felt like happened quite frequently in those movies, as if somehow like, oh, well, he was gay all along, and gay people can use the F word right. as much as they want. So all of this stuff Just has forgiven. been vindicated throughout the rest of the movie. You're welcome. Something that does hold up, though, from those movies are the teenage masturbation jokes. Like, timeless. Timeless, right? It's timeless. I mean, it worked in Kick-Ass. It worked in Sex Drive. Like when the mom's talking about like how the socks are like. Teenage boys. Once I they mean, that's how to something work, we can roast. Yeah. We can all relate to. Right? Right. <laughs> Honestly, why I don't want kids is because I especially don't want a son because I just know he's going to be jerking it all the time. Yeah, on just, everything. Just like on everything. On like, all the things. You're going to have to have a hard ban on black lights in the house if you have a teenager. Yeah, because you, you just, you know, ignorance is bliss. I mean, people freak out about the billboards out here, how cosmopolitan is porn, but like 12-year-old John jacked it yeah. at least 12 times to a Cosmo, yeah. if not more. Or the Sears catalog, sure, like whatever you can get. Yeah. Sears catalog. Yeah, Those dude. Victoria's Secret catalogs. Which mm-hmm. Oh, man, oh, you man. ended up with one of those in your hands. You run, into the, you run into the mailbox ahead of your parents. Like, yeah. this guy. Why? My mom would call and yell at them because they never arrived when really my brother had them all stashed. He would keep resending them and never show Wouldn't up. Wouldn't it be great as like a Mother's Day gift as an adult? He just gave her a stack of sticky Victoria's Can't spirits. open them. It's just all clumped like, Your mom, here's all your back issues. What I do also really love about the those teen sex comedies is the emphasis on the Foley work is like if someone has jizzed into a thing, it's extra like like slurpy yeah it's like it's a it's like gack you guys remember gack yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh i will say so uh in not another teen movie like one of my favorite bits is with the uh exchange student when she's uh r.i.p by the way when she's uh oh fuck is she dead yeah she dead car accident i think um and she was a power ranger too that oh. didn't hold up but uh when she's in the principal's office when we're talking and her whole yeah. bit is that she walks in a no no, she was the car. Say my two tiger. <laughs> oh, I'm <God>. sorry. <laughs> but then they they're doing the uh, the subtitles because she's speaking a different language and the subtitles uh, leave space leave for spaces her boobs. for her boobs. Like to me, like again in the context of satire, that's a great fucking bit. Like that's hilarious. But also, so like one of the kids pretends to be Asian, and he has like a 
specific like Asian bandana wrapped around it. He's like obviously white, but like his whole persona is that he's Asian. And they go to a house party and he's like, Chinks in the house. Oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's like, it's well, if you acknowledge in the movie that it's problematic, do you still get off the hook? I guess it depends on the quality of it. Like how good's the right? How many friends did you make along the way? <laughs> because also like during there's a whole cheerleader bit where the white cheerleaders have been accused of stealing a routine from the black cheerleaders. And then the white cheerleaders do the bit. And it's like stereo, like pretty stereotypically, like they drop the N word and they, they throw in gang signs. But, but, the, but to me though, the, I mean, that's direct satire of bring it on. Right. Because in that movie, you know, it's not satire. It's supposed to be this fun comedy cheerleading movie. Yeah. And they specifically, it's like a school of affluent white girls and then like a a school of mostly black girls that are in in the mm-hmm. poverty ghetto. I don't know. Can I say ghetto? I don't know what I'm allowed to say anymore. It's fuck society. Exactly. That's the problem, right? There. Exactly. I, that <laughs> I know. I know. I know. But here's uh, my thing. Like it's comedy. It's done in in good fun. Go for it. Yeah. Say whatever the fuck you want. I've been, That's my yeah, opinion. I've been on a context kick lately, and I think there's a lot to be said about. A lot of people miss context and they just want to jump on like, oh shit, you can't do that. It's like, eh, can't you? Can't you? If you don't like it, then yeah, fucking call them out and rage all you want, but they can say whatever the fuck they want. I don't know about that. No, you it like literally, like legally, you can say whatever you want. It doesn't mean you don't deserve to be punched square in the jaw. For oh, okay. Like it, as but, long as we agree that like yeah, implications no, from there, saying so you shitty stuff. You can be stuff. punched square in the jaw for saying like I hate Jews, kill all the Jews. I'm gonna you can get punched in the face for that. That's, I mean, you can, but you, most people don't. Yeah, they should. More people have an open voice now than they've ever had, and we've gone backwards about eighty fucking years as a society in the last two and a half years. So fucking make jokes who cares you know like <laughs> what, what's the eventually point? you're gonna get called out for some shit and everyone's gonna fucking dogpile on you so i don't know just do whatever go ham go look ham. at look at james gun you're gonna bounce back it's not gonna you know it's gonna be a minor setback in your life <laughs> especially if you're a white dude yeah. always gonna bounce back always yeah we always bounce back always bounce back we're, we're like, we're like Rebecca. yep chat always be bouncing all right what what else problematic stuff uh, now I'm now I'm thinking about how I'm just pissed off at right. men. I get it. We're not great. We're no. awful. No. Some of us are pretty dope. Yeah, some. No one at this table. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> how about people? It's not even men. Let's just say people. There's plenty of women out there that are also yeah, awful, sure. horrible human beings. Sure, sure. Yeah, but I would say if there was like a Venn diagram of like shitty humans and you had like... Men, women, gender fluid, whatever, whatever, whatever. I would say that, like, there would be a much bigger chunk of the men's circle with, like, the women's circle on top of it and then, like, the gender fluid folk on top of another thing. You know what I mean? But I think the men's circle would be, like, 88% of it, not overlapping other stuff, if that would even make sense. The point I'm making is that hail Satan, eat pizza. Well... It's also like whoever, like whoever's in power, ends up being the shittiest people, mm-hmm. right? Not in, tr- not true. 
French Revolution, bro. I mean, for sure power, but I think equally shitty are people that match the people in power but are completely disenfranchised. Mm. I think those are the two dangerous like, dangerous people out there. Like, for example? Uh, impoverished white people in the South who somehow relate to the incredibly affluent white people in power. Dude, what they is... Are, that is the weirdest thing, right? Like, where you've, like, allied yourself... Man, we're getting political. With someone who does Is this where you not, imagine this conversation going? Does not care about you whatsoever. Or, uh, or, does not benefit you in any way, and you support them blindly. It is insane. Right, because they have... Thanks, Jesus, you, for... <laughs> setting the precedent. Right. <laughs> if you think about it, Jesus is the uh, most notorious affluent. Not white guy. Uh, but... I was going to say, but he, oh, is he white? Uh, no, I don't think so. He's white in the Mormon religion. Speaking of things that have an age dwell, the Bible. <laughs> oh, truth. Bringing it back. So. Bringing it back. I'm trying to think, like, I. The pr- so, I'm going to say Battlestar Galactica, which is my favorite TV series really? of all time. The I've original tried or just I just recently rewatched it. What it's was... like, I like it, right? But it looks old. Like, it's hard to get my girlfriend and friends to commit to watching it because. Yeah, but is there anything like inherently like. No, no, I'm just talking. No, no. We're just talking, you know? Yeah. I'm just trying to think because it's like, I don't remember. I don't think I've gone back and watched any of that. I saw this thread on Reddit that was, uh, what movie like what cgi in a movie has held up over the years and everyone answered jurassic, jurassic park, park. Yep. yeah because it was a it was a healthy blend of practical effects yeah, yeah. that was yeah because it was a ton of practical too that yeah. was um did you guys ever watch i think and i haven't watched it at standard definition because this was like right on the edge of like uh hd um 30 days of night Oh yeah, like yeah. it just, looked. Oh, just rewatched uh, that. It last three months, cool. you know. Yeah. But like, I felt like when I the first time I saw it, I saw it at like seven twenty, you know, not Blu Ray DVD, and it looked really, really, really good. And then I watched it like auto motion, fucking ten eighty p Blu Ray, and like the practical effects actually hurt it in that aspect. But if you but going back and just like watching the DVD rip of it or whatever, I thought it was really I held up really well. But again, a good mix of practical effects. So. One thing is kind of like I'm thinking about this, and maybe it's not till just now that I realize like how much it's changed. But like, think of all the movies that maybe you remember from like the '90s and the early 2000s, and like just the diversity that we have now. Right. Like, I mean, think of you know, even if we're just looking at like the teen sex comedies, right? The American Pie franchise. Like what was it? Four or five white dudes. Like well, even in story. even in not another teen movie, they have one black guy, and he's he's, he's like I've token. got he's like he's token black guy, and I've got three catchphrases: damn, uh, that's whack, and uh, she it. Yeah, Jesus, Rebecca. Well, like and, and like quoting it, and I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you look now, it's like what would be the equivalent of say, and and I'm not saying. Just I'm just throwing this out there, but like a, an ensemble all female comedy like Bridesmaids, right? Yeah, that, that doesn't exist. What's the '90s equivalent of that? I don't think there is one. Like, Legally what is? Blonde? Huh? Legally blonde? No, because you've got the guy that like she's like the whole spur of the thing is that uh-huh. a dude scorned her and then she became a lawyer to prove that and then falls in love with another guy. Yeah, that's true. Right? It's not really a female like an all female ensemble cast and then even look at what jordan peele's doing now yeah like show me the the uh black centric and arguably mostly black cast successful horror thriller movies from 
the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, when do Tyler Perry movies start coming out? Medea. Uh, I think those have been going since like 1962. Sure. Yeah. That's when they started. making good movies. There's been plenty of all black cast that are not good movies. Well, that's that's a big part of it. So I, this um, not really has anything to do with anything, but it's a conversation I had at work that's been like irking me. We were talking about Blue's Clues, and they're bringing back Blue's Clues, but with a new Steve is like a Filipino. Yeah, and I'm like that's pretty cool. But one kid at work was like, "Why do they need to put like an emphasis on?" that see and i think that's and i think that's like a weird it's a weird point of view that i see a lot of people have that they take if somebody of somebody that's not white is cast into a a lead role whether it's a new role or like a reboot of something Mm -hmm. and they just automatically assume that it is pandering to the cultural change that's going on right now and when i see it i was like cool like must have been the best dude for the job well, and i like, think i think you know on the like why do they have to put emphasis on that right mm-hmm. i don't think that the blues clues marketing is going now with filipino men right <laughs> it's it's but why do we societally look at that and go oh cool they're doing this like i feel like people do prop up that stuff like loud and proud a little bit and not to say like you should well and i couldn't but both I, sides i couldn't get across to him like you are a white dude and you've had your turn. So yeah. it is therefore really cool to see like other ethnicities kind of take over. And I get that that's not relevant to you. But, but also, why is it a problem? Yeah, why does it matter? Like, and same, especially yeah. with Blue's yeah. Clues. Like, was this guy like super invested in the Blue's Clues reboot? No, like, we were. No, we were. I don't remember. We were talking about Blue's Clues, but I was like, hey, by the way, did you know that they're bringing it back? And this time with a Filipino guy. And that's just a weird thing that like if, if someone brings that back and they think it's like a cool cultural thing. Like, yeah. hey. For your reaction to be like, ugh, like, why do they have to prop up the Filipinos? Like, that's a weird take. Right. Like, like, I don't know. Maybe it's because my brain doesn't jump to that. But also, like, other side, like, why did I need to bring up, oh, and by the way, new Steve is Filipino. And and I think that hits on a point, too, though, that, like, and now I'm going to, I'm just going to group white people to, in general together, right? I think, like. Well, no, no, no. Like, I'm just saying, like, I think some of us who are active, and I, and I hate the term woke, but like, th- those of us who are actively act- white, is that <laughs> what no, some, those the of us who are like actively active- and passively white, no, uh, those of us who are actively trying to participate and support the cultural changes that are happening right now, right? Outside of gender, I'm just talking about race. Mm-hmm. For us, I think we get excited for maybe we have Filipino friends or we have black, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we get excited to see that change and you want to prop that up and point that out. You could argue that there's problems with that on either side, but again, looking at intent and context, like you didn't like you brought it up because you thought it was kind of a cool thing. And unfortunately the fact of the matter is, is it is like novelty might be a harsh term, but it is, it's not something that has it's been commonplace, commonplace in recent times. Well, Do you know what I mean? And I think, I think this goes back to, um, so there's a prevalent fighting game player that I brought up a couple times, uh, Sonic Fox. Yeah. And he's known for basically just he's saying, a furry and... yeah, he's a furry and he's gay. Yeah. And excuse me, homosexual. And he says that like constantly on his Twitter, he'll say, I'm gay. And people are like, why do you always have to say it? And he's like, well, because right now, culturally and societally, it's not fully accepted and it's not completely normal for a person such as myself to be represented, to be seen 
as that, right? Yeah. It's not normal. Him being yeah. gay is a quote unquote taboo for people. These still. I'm gay tweets are not for you. Yeah. They're, they are he's, for... He, it's because for him, it's a way of normalizing yeah. that, right? Like gay people don't get married. It's not gay marriage. It's just marriage, right? Same idea. Like he is out there yelling this to the mountains to get people comfortable with the idea. So it's commonplace, right? And I feel like maybe that's, we're just not, we're definitely not there yet with a ton of stuff. Well, and I think yeah. it's just, everybody's just trying to learn their way mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe shouting out that, Hey, did you know the blues clues guy is Filipino now? Maybe that's not the right way. I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm not the person to make that judgment, but again, you look at, you got to look at intent and you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially considering my Twitter now is just Captain America's ass and finding out how Sonic fuck that's like, I can't just throw in anything about blues clues i'm just waiting for a live action <laughs> are you waiting are you waiting for it do you, did you need to did sega, do you need a segue no i don't did sega, did sega reply to you by the way do they let you know how he'd be fucking no mm. oh, that's that's disappointing i, I, bet, I feel bet like it, sega really whatever it is they need to address that i bet it's it fast as hell i'm just waiting for live action doug movie <laughs> so quail man green skin people get some representation with roger <laughs> they totally <laughs> It turns out he's just like really sick. Gamora, the most upsetting thing. They couldn't get a green skinned woman to play Gamora. They had a... da, 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 da. This episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East, Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes.